Hi guys, so this is the Future Gravy Podcast. My name is Rod Rojas. Um, and today I'm going to talk about China and whether you can benefit from China. And I think you can. So especially now with coronavirus, um, I hear a lot of... like. First of all, I live in China. I work in China. Um, I work for the Beijing University. I'm a marketing person. I'm a copywriter. So I, I, um, I create events and I try to get customers here uh, for Chinese clients. And I have, Chi- I have clients all over the world for my copywriting services as well. And um, so I live in China and I see the situation here, boots on the ground. I know what's happening. And um, I came to China at the end of uh, 2019, so right before coronavirus happened. And uh, so I've seen the entire coronavirus saga unfold uh, in front of my eyes here in China, boots on the ground. And at the same time, I uh, I'm Western, right? So I have been watching the news uh, from Canada, from the U.S., from the U.K., while being here in China. And I can tell you that 80 to 90 percent of what you see in the news in the West is not true. It's fake. Uh, regarding the coronavirus. Um, uh, crisis and also regarding business and the economics of China and everything else. Um, it's the, the entire thing is completely warped and the other way around too. The stuff that Chinese people read about the West um, is more often than not uh, false. Um, so starting from that uh, from that fact, uh, at least in my eyes, um, I think I might uh, offend some people that that think that um, China is somehow evil and that we need to uh, be somehow um, uh, fighting China in some way or another. And some people will say, well, you've been brainwashed by the propaganda, which is not true, because basically I'm illiterate here. I, I can't read the propaganda. The government propaganda is is not really, I don't know what it is, because I can't read it. Yeah. I read basically just Western news, and my experience in China is just looking around, relating to people, shopping, being a person in China, uh, nothing else, no propaganda involved. So um, starting with the coronavirus thing, um, when I see in the press in the West, they say, oh, um, well, China had a severe lockdown. Um, I can tell you that this may have happened in certain cities in, in China. Um, it's very possible, but I highly doubt it because I've been in China the entire time. I was in Guangdong province in the south, which is very populated, very business oriented, the richest province. I was also in Gansu province in the north, 
so near the deserts. Um, and then I came back down to near Shanghai, right? So I've been all over China and I have traveled to other places. Those are the three places where I have lived. Um, and I have traveled, I have crisscrossed the entire country. So I know about China and I haven't been in lockdown for one single day. I was able to go grocery shopping any day I wanted. I was able to hail a cab any day I wanted. Um, I was able to go to the mall the entire time. Sometimes, uh, you know, at the beginning, the first year or so, maybe less, um, I had to wear a mask everywhere and people would take your temperature when you were entering a, a building. Other than that, that's about it. I haven't been required to take the vaccine. Um, yes, there is the health code in your phone. So basically they're tracking your location. And if you go to a high risk location, you may be restricted. Your, your mobility may be restricted. But I tell you, compared to what Canadians are having to deal with, uh, this is nothing. This is a child's play. Like uh, people say that China is authoritarian and, and that it's a dictatorship. I tell you, at least from my experience, this is a cakewalk compared to what my friends are having to do. Uh, my friends and my ex-wife are having to do in Canada. So um, and when people talk about um, China unleashing this virus onto the world, uh, that's another thing that just doesn't add up. Um, basically, there is no way for the Chinese to um, selectively unleash this virus upon themselves and that it wouldn't hurt them as much as it hurts the rest of the world. So what would be the purpose of them uh, unleashing this virus upon their own population to hurt their own families. You can't really control a virus, right? Uh, when you unleash it like that. And remember, um, the epicenter was supposed to be here in China, right? So I don't think this was intentional. I really don't. Um, is there a lab in Wuhan? Yes, there is a lab in Wuhan. Um, and um yeah maybe there was something there um but it for sure was not uh intentional um also we have to remember that right before coronavirus there was a big uh meeting in wuhan with military personnel from all over the world i think from over a hundred countries so who says that they couldn't have had, you know, a person from outside of China come in with a virus and and spread it there. That's definitely a possibility. All these conspiracy theories are possible, but they're all unlikely. This is probably just another virus, just like the flu, just maybe a stronger version. Even that is questionable. Um, but I'm not going to get into the COVID thing too far I'm, i just want to talk about china so no lockdowns uh, right now it's august 20th here in china and i go to the mall without a mask i go to the supermarket without a mask i still have to wear a mask to use public transportation other than that 
um, the other day they found one case in one mall so when I went back to that particular mall then they were measuring temperatures and they were requiring masks and looking at your health code on your phone uh, but that has become unusual uh, that happened there because there was a focal point there one case not even a death just one case of coronavirus so um, whoever tells you that that China controlled the virus because they had severe lockdowns and and very strong measures they're lying to you none of that happened um, and I work for um, Beijing University so I'm on campus and we all go to work without a mask every day just normal and we deal with students without masks you know so that's that's the situation here in China regarding coronavirus um, so the other matter is more um, more business related um, so I, I read a lot of the financial news and also the Bitcoin news and a lot of people talk about the credit bubble here in China and how um, it's a house of cards and the whole economy is built upon credit. Um, well, I can tell you that from what I see here on the ground, it's just not true they are producing stuff like crazy everywhere they're producing everything from elevators to paper clips from cars to you know sh paper whatever you need they're making it and it's not like in canada where you have um you know some industrial areas in southern ontario and then uh you have an oil producing area in alberta and then other than that it's basically farming and you know service economy no here you go to any city even you know lower tier cities and there is factories all over the place small medium large factories making all kinds of stuff you know um you want to buy pens it's not just 10 12 factories making pens in canada if there is one factory making pens uh, you'll be lucky um here it's thousands upon thousands of factories making all kinds of things in a very unregulated environment in a very libertarian free market environment um, the Chinese are extremely business oriented, extremely money oriented. Um, so um, do they have a credit bubble? Yes, they do. Um, every, almost every developed country in the world has a credit bubble. So I don't want to dismiss that. And their credit bubble is pretty humongous. However, it is not a house of cards um, and it is not the I mean if the bubble bursts or when the bubble bursts um, there will be a correction in the real estate market um, I'm pretty convinced of that uh, however it's not like the entire economy is going to disappear that's not gonna happen and people talk often about um, Chinese manufacturing moving 
to cheaper places like Vietnam and um, and India. And I can tell you, I highly doubt it uh, for one reason. The reason is that people have been saying that for at least 15 years already, and it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened because it's not all about costs. It's also about the work ethic here in China and about the education of the workforce. Um, the the statistics of, like, apparently a huge, uh, like 80% of the engineers of the earth are all in China. Something like that. I don't know the, the statistic, um, uh, uh, the the exact statistic, but it but it's a staggering number. Yeah, the majority of engineers. You know, while um, people in Canada, where I'm from, are studying I don't know social work or gender studies, Chinese people are studying math and engineering, and they're learning stuff that matters, right? Um, and so I wouldn't. I think that China has. A bright future ahead of it as long as the government does not restrain the free market too much um, if they leave things as they are I think China is going to have a very very bright future and the labor force um, is not going to shift I don't think towards India if it if price for labor was the only variable that mattered then this would have happened a long time ago but that's not the only reason people are here in china people are here in china because of a lot of things and and um, like i said know-how expertise workforce um you know uh, discipline people are very good workers and also and this will come to um to a this will be a surprise for a lot of people including chinese people i will say that there is a high degree of honesty here uh when i was in canada back in canada i was working as a uh, again in copywriting and i was selling products and sometimes i was importing products from china and i had to purchase them um and I would always have to send 100% of the price of the merchandise ahead um, without any guarantee. Like, I, I, let's say that I wanted to buy 10 pianos. Um, I had to send 100% of the price of the 10 pianos ahead of production for them to start production. And I did this, uh, I, I was involved in advertising and sales in Canada for, I guess, over 12 years or something like that. Not once, not once did they run away with my money. And I dealt with many different factories here in China. It didn't happen even once. Now, I'm sure there are sneaky people here. There, there are sneaky people all over the world, right? Um, but my experience was that um, the business people were very easy to deal with, very quick, very responsive, and honest. The only problem that I encountered, and I didn't encounter it with everybody, 
but it was a common thing was um, the quality quality control yeah a, a lot of items would come with uh, quality control issues but we have to remember that I was also importing lower quality items right so people very often complain about the quality of the goods of Chinese goods yet they go to Dollarama you know to the dollar store and they want to pay only one dollar for for an item listen if you want to pay one dollar for an item sure you're going to be buying a piece of junk right um, and they're just filling that void somebody wants to buy a cheap toothbrush and they obviously prefer a lower price than amazing quality so they're filling that need um, but I tell you there is a lot of quality products being made here in China when there is no market for it well if you're if you're using a cell phone that cell phone is probably made here in China even I uh, even iPhones like Apple products are all made in China right and the quality is fantastic um, there there are many many examples of pro just really high quality products being made in China and they're basically taking the same path that Korea and Japan took before like at the beginning when Japan was first started making products Japanese products were junk nowadays when you buy a Japanese product or a German product, they're pretty much at the same level of quality. And uh, people like me will actually prefer a Japanese product to a German product, right? But this wasn't always the case. The same with Korea. I remember, um, uh, I think it was Lucky Star TVs. Oh my gosh, they were horrible, right? Um, and Hyundai cars at the beginning, like in the 90s, you know, they had to give you like a 10-year warranty for people to buy because people just didn't want to buy them because they were junk. They were terrible, right? And so, um, but things change, manufacturing, uh, know-how improves, and these people have very high IQs and they are go-getters. Go and the quality is improving um, the quality of all products when there is a market for a high quality product obviously right so um, I think that this economic war and COVID war with China spells opportunity for people spells opportunity for a lot of people that are willing to go against the grain um, for example, if you want to come here and work in China right now because of COVID and travel restrictions, there is like for certain jobs where English people, English speaking, speaking people are needed. Um, like, for example, my marketing job or other jobs like teaching, uh, teaching school children, um, the wages are going up. The wages are going up because um there is a short supply of people willing to come so if you're smart you can you can make out like a bandit you can come here and get a good job or you can start uh, doing business with china just in general um you know move your production here um or start buying products from china and selling them there 
So um, I hope you like the um, podcast. Um, again, my name is Rod Rojas. You can check out my website, uh, my marketing website. It's uh, more sales or your money back.com. Um, okay, thank you so, so much and please subscribe.